Hey everyone, Stephen Jesse, Jesse here, Stephen <laughs> Jensen and Jesse Devin here. We are going to be talking about AEW. As y'all can tell, it's um, very bright in my room today, uh, so the shades are absolutely needed, but I am fighting the, uh, the lights here, but it's a really, really nice day out, even though it's really cold here in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to be talking AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming. It's going to be a really good show. I'm really pumped for it. There's so much good stuff to talk about. As always, me and Jesse are going to go through the whole show. If you have anything that you want us to talk about, even if it's not AEW related, we might touch a little bit on NXT TakeOver 2. I'll probably give you some quick predictions for that before we get out of here since that's this weekend also. Um, but if you guys have any thoughts, anything at all, any questions, whatever it is, send Super Chats. We will make sure to address whatever you want us to talk about. Corey Hummel actually sent us a Super Chat before we went live and I'll... Uh, I'll address that after our introductions here, but uh, before we get into all that, Jesse, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. It's also cold here in where I live, Florida. It's the low is going to be like 37 tonight, and the high is in the 50s, so I had the windows open because as a pregnant lady, I hate sweating, and I really quite enjoy the cold weather because we only get it very, very rarely, so I'm very, very happy. And it's where I'm wearing this comfy sweater that I can wear once a year. Let's and get it. Ohio State thank you. sweater. There you go. Yes. We did not play last week because of the pandemic, which made me very sad and nervous. However, ooh, that better be my... Sorry. <laughs> um, but other than that, doing good. Doing good. Very pregnant. Very tired. But hanging in there. Good deal. Well, uh... Before we get started, I did mention that Corey Hummel sent us a $15 super chat before we went live. So thank you, Corey. I don't think he's here live at the moment, but if you happen to watch the replay of this, I will go ahead and address your (coughs) kind of your statement here. Let me just see if I can find it real quick. Sorry, it's a little hard to see. It's so bright in my room that I can't. Um, There we go. So he says, lots of love, prayers, and positive vibes your way, Jesse. And he had also mentioned something about Jimmy Rave that I'm not seeing there, but I, I, I'm going to... says, thank you, Jimmy Rave, for everything in professional wrestling. Okay, thanks. I don't know why that part is cut off from... Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah, Jimmy Rave, it's a, such a small world thing. Jimmy Rave actually went to a high school called Sprayberry, which is right up the street from where I went to high school. It's the same high school that Xavier Woods went to, same high school that Buff Bagwell went to. Um, so very small world. The high school I went to, of course, we had Cody Rhodes there when I was there. Uh, we had Lita there years before I was there. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, very a lot of a lot of wrestling stuff in that little town of Marietta, Georgia. Um, so Jimmy Rave is someone I've actually been familiar with for a long time um, because he was from obviously from my area, and he did some really cool stuff in Ring of Honor back in the day. He had a lot of promise in TNA and. They never really went all the way with him, but he was a guy that I know people were really getting behind when he was in TNA. He did some really good stuff on the indies afterwards. Uh, he was the first, I think he was the first ever Scenic City Invitational winner in Chattanooga. He was either the first or the second winner ever of the tournament. And um, yeah, and I know he's fallen on hard times. I think he had to have either one of his legs or arms amputated or something, something like real serious like that. And um, he won't be able to wrestle anymore because of it. So, yeah, so shout out to Jimmy Rave. Like, it's it just sucks hearing all this stuff. But the if we can pull any positive at all out of it is the wrestling community has seemed to really get behind him because uh, he's kind of, 
I hate to say it this way, but he's kind of been forgotten about. Like, he hasn't really done a whole lot as far as mainstream wrestling is concerned. And the stuff that he did do that was creating buzz was, you know, already 15 years ago or whatever at this point, 15, 20 years ago. So, like, um, it's good to see the wrestling community bringing up Jimmy Rave. And now people are sharing his matches and, his, and memories about, you know, I mean, he hasn't passed away, but, like, just, mm-hmm. me- you know, memories and stuff like that. Like, stuff that a lot of fans probably never seen before or heard about before. And uh, so it's cool that his name's getting brought up, uh, even though it's under these circumstances. People are bringing it up, and and I know he's got like a GoFundMe or, or some sort of fundraising page if people want to go, you know, help him out. Um, I know there's a lot of wrestlers that have been talking about like, hey, let's all rally behind Jimmy Rave, and um, and yeah. So I, I thank you, Corey, for bringing him up. And yes, I'm, thank and, you, Corey, for that. Yeah, it's very important. And this is also a rare case that we get in wrestling, I feel like, because this guy's still alive. Like, we could all hit him up and be like, yo, like, I just watched some of your matches. Like, we can, we have time still to, like, appreciate this guy's work and him be around for it. So, I mean, that's something that we don't talk about often enough. How many people wind up getting, you know, put in, like, the WWE Hall of Fame after they're dead? And it's like, man, this would have been so, I mean, it's great that they're doing it, but... It would have been so great to see Macho Man Randy Savage in front of everybody again, getting to do his speech and, and, and interact with the fans. And and there's been so many others, you know, that it's just like, uh, you know. So, hey, yeah. shout out Jimmy Rave. We're, we're thinking about you over here, man. And, uh, yeah, just uh, it's just a bummer of a situation. But hopefully he gets through it and, you know, maybe, maybe – for all we know, maybe this will get him a little more working in, in, in wrestling. Like, we don't, like, maybe not as a wrestler, but maybe we start seeing him popping up at shows, doing more signings, getting pictures with the fans, like, getting more involved again. That'd be really cool. So, um, so yeah, wanted to give him a shout out there. And thank you, Jesse. Yeah. She, she shared the yeah. link in the, in the chat if y'all want to help out Jimmy Rave. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I can't imagine having to hear that news that, you know, obviously, a part of you is going to be gone, basically. It sounds really scary. sounds super, obviously, life-changing. Sending in my love, sending in my strength. Like, to have to, unfortunately, call it quits on the career that you love because of that, it's really sad. But, like you said, the good thing that can come out of it is people are rallying around him. People are, you know, showing his matches. People are really bringing him back into the spotlight and kind of celebrating his career. I think that's always a good thing. So. Yeah, and if anybody has any thoughts on him, like even non-super chat, non-donation, like if you have any thoughts on him, I'll read them out in the chat um, because I'm actually small world. I'm I'm friends with the dude on Facebook, so like I'll I'll send him the video of of us, you know, talking about him because I'm sure that'll mm-hmm. that'll make him happy right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if there's anyone else who has any match recommendations for him or anything at all they'd like to say. Um, I mean, a lot of you will probably remember him from his run in TNA when he was with mm-hmm. Lance, who's now Lance Archer, who was Lance Hoyt at the time. Um, they were they used to come out playing uh, Guitar Hero guitars and stuff. It was really corny, but he was a really good wrestler. So uh, mm-hmm. rock, rock and Rave, I think is what they called the tag team. So Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, awesome. But I, all that aside, um, we are going to be talking mainly about AEW's winter is coming. Uh, the main event of this show is going to be John Moxley versus Kenny Omega for the World Championship, and we have a lot more to talk about. Uh, before we get into the review, once again, final uh, kind of reminder here, donations, super chats, want your voice heard, we will for sure talk about whatever you want us to, we'll answer your questions, all that stuff. Because as you guys know, at this point, if you've been following along and watching, 
we pretty much pull the card up and then just go from the bottom of the card to the top of the card. So if there's anything that we we can we can shift to other topics along the way, but that's kind of the format of what we do on these kind of shows. So um, before we get into that, Jesse, is there any uh, is there anything you wanted to say about the kind of the, your thoughts going into the show or, or anything before we get started on the predictions? Um. Well, first of all, it's my daughter's birthday Friday. Happy so, birthday, Scarlett! Yes. Um. So yeah, just want to say that I forgot to say that at the beginning. Um. But she gets actually, the double. She gets the birthday and holidays all at one time. Like she's yep. spoiled, spoiled December. That's bad. That's what's up. I like that. Yes, and she came home from the NICU on Christmas Eve. So that was like when she was really super little. So the year she was born. So I've been already super emotional about it um, as a mom. So, but. Um, just thought I would shout out my my spawn, my child. But <laughs> um, actually, it's very interesting that it's called Winter is Coming. I don't know if AEW like, hired like a really good weatherman. Because I'm looking at the weather for tomorrow in Jacksonville. And the high is only going to be 57. And the low is like 43. Oof. So, and like the low tonight is 34 in Jacksonville. So, that for Floridians, that's cold. Like, we... We freak out when it gets this cold. I enjoy it, but so it is very ironic that um, it's called Winter is Coming. It'll be really interesting. Like, I can't remember ever watching a match where people were, like, outside wrestling, like, in the cold, you know? I wonder how that's going to, like, I'm sure you've seen a ton of matches in the cold or something. Like, does it affect them in any way? Um, like, to be honest, most of the wrestlers, like, so on, like, an indie level, I think most of the wrestlers, yeah. they kind of, they kind of no-sell it. It's kind of like with, uh, with, like, football players, like, an example I can give, because yeah. I'm, you know, a Vikings fan, they have one of their, it was, like, the second coach I think they ever had, Bud Grant, he's still alive, and he's, like, this old man now, and when they do, like, the tribute to the, to Bud Grant and the old coaches in Minnesota, outside, you know, in the literal freezing cold weather, he still wears a t-shirt. Like he doesn't, he totally yeah. no sell, totally no sells the weather. You know what I mean? Um, but I do know for like WrestleMania, for instance, when they do the outdoor stadiums, they have heaters and stuff like built into the ring and the turnbuckles. So, oh. so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't know if that'll be needed. I don't know if that'd be necessary, but. Um, I don't know if it'll be necessary either, but like AEW can definitely afford it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if they wanted to put something like that in there, there there are ways to keep the ring heated or change the temperature of the the surroundings and stuff. If, but like, obviously, like the indie promotions I'm talking about don't have that option. They're just yeah going obviously. out <laughs> going out wrestling in the cold. And the adrenaline obviously helps a lot. Like that's a yeah. big a big part of it. You just but, gotta warm up. You gotta warm up. Yeah, some of it though, it's like I don't care who you are, how much adrenaline you got going, how badass of a person you might be when it's like, when it's like 40 something degrees and you're getting like brain busted through a light tube. that's like rock hard. Like, I don't care who you are. Like oh. it's got to hurt so bad. Um, oh, Ow. yeah. That doesn't sound good. Speaking of Minnesota, a couple years ago, this is kind of random and we'll get into the matches and stuff. Um, during the Ohio state Minnesota game, Couple, a few years back, maybe four or five years ago, maybe even six, um, there was a coach on the sideline for Minnesota, this big dude, kind of looked like um, uh, Wilford Brimley or whatever his name is. He had like a mustache. He was, it was snowing, like straight up snowing blizzard in Minnesota. He's eating a dilly bar 
on the sidelines. Oh, so he's eating like, ice it was cream. So le- <laughs> yes, it was so legendary. I was like that, and he, he looked up at the camera and he goes, like that. It was great. That's it's so funny. That's badass. Yeah. So, I mean, they could no sell it, but then again, I think a lot of them are from probably up north. It probably won't bother them too bad. But it was just an interesting thought going into the show. Alpha. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Interesting to see. Cool. And uh, Jeff, I'll give you that plug, man. I've been a long time fan yeah, of Jeff, Jeff Meacham. Meacham. I know. I used to watch them all the time. Yeah, no DQ. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to be interviewing Buff Bagwell at 6 p.m. Eastern time. That's so awesome. if you want to check that out. I actually brought up, I don't know if you were here earlier, Jeff, but I, uh, I brought up Buff Bagwell a little bit ago. Uh, for those wrestling trivia fans out there, as such yeah. as, as Jeff Meacham is, uh, in my opinion, I mean, I guess it... I guess you got to put Greg Cherry with some one step a little bit above because of the history. But Jeff, to me, is like, he's the trivia king. He's like the OG trivia king. I love yeah. Jeff. But uh, here's some trivia for you, Jeff. You might not know this. You probably do. But Buff Bag went to the same high school as Jimmy Rave and Xavier Woods. Just happen to know that. And Lita. And, well, no, Lita went to the same high school as me. Oh. At, uh, oh. At, yeah. Okay. Me, me, Lita, and Cody Rhodes share a high I'm school. I'm fake news. I'm fake news. Don't, don't listen to me. I, I wonder if I... So I still have some old wrestling VHS tapes from like from high school and I don't have a VHS player and um it's and but I I really wonder cuz Cody wrestled Xavier in high school and if I have that match on a VHS tape that would be so much fun to upload to the internet like cuz I think yes. a lo- <laughs> I think a lot of people would want to see Xavier Woods versus Cody Rhodes in high school like if i have that yes i gotta find a way of like converting vhs and stuff like that um but i have these old tapes that might have that on there so that's um, awesome but uh oh there you go now you know jeff i'm glad i taught you something first time first time ever probably and, and... he did know that he knew it already oh i did know that about mark austin and jimmy oh damn it i thought he said didn't know damn it jeff still still the the knowledge king he he was someone who was he came on my podcast before most did like he was one of my first uh, my first interviews that I did so really really appreciate that Jeff thanks for yes. dropping in um cool well let's talk a little AEW Dynamite let's do it I'm gonna pull the uh, pull the card up here this is a great free show this is like a pay per view level. Uh, right. shows. I mean, there's there's a few things. It's like, would we see Kazarian and Jericho on a pay-per-view? Probably not. You know, But we do, on the pay-per-views, we usually see a battle royal. We see a world title match. Um, Britt Baker and Layla Hurst is going to be really solid. There's That'd a lot of good fun. stuff. A yeah. lot of good stuff. And um, Monday, or Monday, Jesus, Wednesday Night Football is going to be in the afternoon. Thank God. So. That's, that's right. I think around 3.30, yeah. 3.40 Eastern Apparently time. 3.40.
I'm okay with being openly biased about it. I'm definitely an AEW over any, over anything fan sure. right now. I just I just say it. Yeah, and that's okay. Like, and here's the great thing about it. I think NXT puts on an awesome show, and yeah. I'm gonna and I watch all the takeovers no matter what live. Me so, too. So like a hundred percent. Like I love and. You know, you just won't catch me watching Raw right now. You won't really catch me watching SmackDown right now. But uh, if you guys like those shows, that's fine with me. It's, it's all pro wrestling. It's all good. Um, that all being said, tomorrow night, I am very much looking forward to AEW. And, I, and uh, this yeah. is going to be a really good show. Starting There's off with... There's an echo. There's an echo, someone said. Ooh. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, it's is, good. I, I, ho- I hope it's been fixed. I... Th- I that's my mistake, y'all. I think I fixed it. I hit something when I was doing the audio uh, for the music when we got started, and I think that's what triggered that. So um, I'm going to wait just a second for the chat to catch up because I know they're a little bit behind. I just want to make sure. Okay. I just want to make sure that. Uh, Are we good? I'm going to hope we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I'm assuming we're good. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, you've talked a few times by now. We'll we'll keep moving on, and if it's still okay, that's better. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that, y'all. That was my mistake on that go. You're good. Um. A W. First match we got Doctor Britt Baker D M D versus Layla Hirsch. This I think will be pretty darn good. I think that Britt Baker is uh, probably the. I'd say she's probably the woman in AEW that most fans are behind as far as like they want to see her main eventing, they'd like to see her as champion, they like they'd like the whole kind of division to be revolved around her. And Layla Hirsch, for those of you who might not know, really solid indie wrestler before coming over to AEW and and legitimate. Like she's an actual like she wrestled men like growing up and she's and she's very, very athletic. Very, mm-hmm. very credible, too. I, I like her style of wrestling. I think that she brings something different to the women's division um, in, in a division that I think really needs the help. The AW women's division, I think we're always talking about, you know, they have good talent, but, like, it, things just haven't really clicked in certain ways. And I think Layla Hirsch is a, is a great, um, I think that she's a great addition to this to this division. Um, I'm going to say that Dr. Britt Baker gets the win. I think she's just the bigger star. I think that she's probably going to win the title from Sheeta at some point, I would assume, probably. Um, but I think this is going to be a really solid match. I think a lot of people are either unaware about Layla Hirsch or they're sleeping on her, and I think this will be a big breakout match for her. Um, who do you think wins this one, Jesse? I echo literally everything you said. I think Britt Baker's going to win this match. She needs the momentum. I Like you said, I think people are sleeping on Layla, and... I just, I think it'll be a good match. I really, I hope it is. And like you said, the women's division, they actually have very, very talented wrestlers. It's just been, there's been some like unfortunate things that have happened, like injuries and things like that with Chris Statlander and everything like that. Rick Baker gets hurt, you know, and then Riho can't be over here because of the pandemic and just a lot of things that just didn't help. But just like, and we've said this all along, just give it time. Just give the women's division time. You have to, you can't have like 
the whole show be women's matches. I'm sorry, even as a woman, like that's just not gonna get you the the demos. It's not gonna get you the ratings. Well, and it should just want... it should just be the best wrestling. I think everyone like yes. I don't like I don't think that that's yes. even like a sexist thing to say. Like it should just no, be the not. best wrestling. And like these like this match deserves to be on the show for sure. Like absolutely, no one's disputing it. You know what I mean? Absolutely, women deserve a spotlight for putting on good matches. And I don't want to see poo poo storylines. I'd much rather see really good women's wrestling than be oversaturated with really bad storylines and that do women a disservice a disservice so like i'm totally fine i think this will be a, a lot of fun i think this will be because Britt baker's just hilarious i love her she's so funny but i think it'll be a good match i think i think it'll be fun Britt baker gets to win and um we'll see what happens after that and I mean, yeah, both very good in the ring. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. the characters are there, the in ring work's gonna yes. be there. It's just a good matchup. Um, and Chris Statlander, by the way, looks like she'll be back soon. So I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to because she she's <laughs> she's someone I was saying for a while. Once again, I, I reference the Indies a lot because that's like where I'm seeing a lot of these people first. Um, and she was someone I was like, oh my god, like because she she was like. She showed so much potential so, like, early that it was, like, when she gets signed, the only downside is she has, she's had a couple performances that I don't think have been great. And I, and part of that's on some of her opponents for those, like, to be completely fair. But when Statlander's on, I've, I've seen her have some incredible matches on the indies, in particular for Beyond Wrestling. If anyone wants to check any of them out, Beyond Wrestling had a lot of great Chris Statlander matches. Um, moving on, we have... Speaking of great, the GOAT, Chris Jericho, taking on Frankie Kazarian in a singles match. Whoa. Jesse, what are your thoughts on this one? Who do you think gets the win? Oh, this is going to be fun. These two. These two GOATs. These two legends in the ring. Uh, I'm going to go Chris Jericho just for fun. Just for shits and giggles. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go Chris Jericho. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he's hungover and he loses. Well, then again, their Vegas trip was like forever ago, so... But know. it is Chris Jericho, like that dude. It is. That, he's an he's an actual alcoholic. Like, and I'm not. I, I, I'm okay with it, a hundred percent. Like, yeah. I love Chris Jericho. When but I my... saw him at the when I saw him at the uh, restaurant, I won't yeah, say where. I, 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 was, like, free, I, I know he was but, yeah. toasted. He was it was great. He's like a very happy toasted. Um, so it's a good thing. But um, it was Shit. really cool to see him like being loud and kind of hearing the conversations and. Watching him, um, oh, nice. Watching him kind of interact with all the cool legends and stuff. That was really neat. I, mean, I got to say, like, obviously I'm not judging. I didn't even realize it until I had it in my hand. But, like, ah! I'm, I'm, I'm drinking it truly right now. So I definitely am not judging anyone for uh, drinking some alcohol. That's for sure. It's uh, yeah. 3, 3.40 in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. take that for what it's worth. You're not driving anywhere. No, I haven't driven. <laughs> I've maybe gotten into my truck maybe five times this year. <laughs> like... Whoa. I, I have not moved. Walmart just to go to Walmart to get AEW figures. <laughs> yeah, I've only gone to Walmart, and and they don't even have the AEW figures there. It just works out so great because my brother lives so close, and he's always and his gym is right up the street too. So when he leaves work at his gym, and I have like the much bigger and nicer kitchen of the two of us, so it's like it eliminates me having to go anywhere really because it's like he just stops at the grocery store on his way here after work and then we cook together and eat and hang out at night and then i do a lot of my work overnight and then i sleep in in the morning i have a really weird schedule but 
It's um, a great schedule. It's like the perfect schedule for me. It's wild because, because like, if like my dad calls or someone, so sometimes I know there's just like so much judgment there where like they call, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like past noon and they're like, are you still sleeping? You know, it's like, well, yeah, but I went to <laughs> sleep at 7 a.m. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I um, was up at eight. You just, or I was up at like six. You just didn't call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that all being said, that's, uh, that's why I don't really have to go really many places. Like I just, but with nice. having family around, it's it's really nice, and I really don't want to get the virus or spread the virus. And I have me luck- either. And luckily for me, I can do all my work from home, which is it's just not something everyone's lucky enough to to have. And I understand yeah. that, but I uh, I have a situation where it works for me. So, anyways, I'm gonna take Chris Jericho. Also, I think uh, I think that's the pretty obvious choice here. But I do think rather than it being like a squash match or something like that. It'll be a close competitive matchup. I say this all the time, and this isn't to like minimalize or or put down Daniels and and, um, Scorpio at all, because in their own rights, I think Scorpio is going to be a big single star one day. And I think Christopher Daniels has always been really solid in the ring. There's just always been missing something with him as far as like me wanting to see him as like the main guy of a company. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I think, but I respect him for what he does. He has great matches and I know he does really great behind the scenes work for AEW. So like, I'm, I'm definitely a Christopher Daniels fan. He had some of the best matches I've ever seen back in TNA with Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels, or sorry, and, uh, AJ Styles, incredible stuff. But I, of the three, I've been saying for a while, Kazarian, I like the best as a singles wrestler. I, yes. I, I think he has really, really good singles matches and he has for his whole career. Even going back to when I was watching the dude on WWF Velocity on like the middle of the night on Saturdays, Frankie Kazarian was having good matches. Um, oh, throwback with the super chat. Thank you very much. Hey, throwback. Um, I will address that in just one second. Um, but Kazarian, I think just I think he's a really really good singles wrestler. And I think people uh, they've gotten so used to seeing him in tag teams that they kind of forget that. And I think this is going to be a really good match. I think it's going to be really competitive. And I think MJF is going to be the one again to like help Jericho get the win. I think we're going to see that like the next few weeks where like Jericho is in there and whether it's him and Hager or, or him solo, I think MJF is going to keep helping Jericho get wins. And maybe eventually the story is like, I don't know where the story is going to ultimately head, I think we got a long way with the MJF and Jericho stuff, but I think the beginning yeah. of it, they're going to become really, really buddy buddy. I think. I think Jericho's going to, they're going to really start liking each other before it all starts blowing up. So, um, yeah, like the festival of like Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, kind of. Yeah, I could see kind of some yeah. overlapping similarities there. Um, now, where it ultimately finishes, I'm not sure because. I think I think ultimately it winds up with Jericho being a babyface and not having the inner circle, and MJF either taking over the inner circle or blowing the entire group group up completely. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but uh, but that all being said, taking uh, Christopher uh, Christopher Jericho over Frankie Kazarian. Christopher um, Jericho. <laughs> before we move on, Throwback Twenty Seven with the super chat. Thank you very much, buddy. Says. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Steven, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Never feel like you have to pay me money like this like to be on your show. I will do it for free as much as you want. Yeah. You've supported so much that I 
as I said on your show, myself and Jesse, and I don't need to speak for her. She's right here, but we're so we're so thankful. You can for, speak for me. Well, I spoke for you on on our podcast with uh with Ro- I said two things about you for the most part. Two, I was like, we're really thankful, and I promise you, I've told Jesse to get with you about getting on the podcast. Yes. I have yes. I have not I have not lied to you. Throwback. No. I, I have told her. No. So he's told me, and I've forgotten many times <laughs> to check my Twitter DMs. Forgive me for just forgetting them. I just like to forget about them a lot. So that's my bad. I'm yeah. still. I'm totally open to it. Definitely down for it. And thank you so much, Throwback. It really means a lot to us, like, for real. Thank really you. Does. And I hope you're doing all right. Hope yeah. you're feeling better. Yes, for sure. Yeah, he was, mm-hmm. sound, he was sounding pretty good on uh, on the show that yeah. we did. Um, and one cool thing about that podcast, if y'all want to check it out, I mean, it was a great, it was a lot of cool things. We talked about a lot of really interesting stuff. But um, if y'all want to check that out, just just type in crazy wicked pinfalls podcast and it should pop right up. I listened on Spotify, but it's on anchor and some other platforms. Um, throwback lost his mother, uh, this past year. And, uh, he was a little down because, you know, Thanksgiving and being somebody who's lost my mother, you know, around 20 or so years ago. Now I think about her over the holidays. I think about her every day, but I think about her especially over the holidays. And we were able to talk about our moms a little bit on the show, which I thought was really cool. Cause you know, just, don't really get to do that too often. And he also asked me some great questions. Like he asked me what the most important match to me, like becoming a longtime fan was like a match where like, if I remember watching it and being like, just like the most important match I've ever watched from like a fan perspective. And I've never really thought about that before. Um, and my answer was, believe it or not for y'all listening, it was Lex Luger versus Hulk Hogan from August of 1997, because that's Lex Luger, torture racked Hulk Hogan and won the title from Hogan wound up winning the title back like a week later, but, but it was the first like real big win for WCW over the NWO. And I remember who I was with when I watched the match and everything. And, uh, but anyway, uh, that's a, that's a plug for throwback 27, follow him on social media, uh, follow his, uh, his YouTube channel and all that stuff. The guy's been supporting us like crazy and, uh, we can't appreciate it enough, man. Yes. Thank you. So I'm rubbing, lotion on my belly <laughs> this you gotta pay extra for that on only fans yeah there you go onlyfans.com slash just okay there you go yeah um, <laughs> moving on we got darby allen and cody rhodes taking on team taz this time it's the combination of ricky starks and powerhouse hobbs they'll have brian cage and taz in their corner the last time we had a match between these two teams um brian cage was in there with Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs was not um, a part of the group yet. Or maybe he had just become a part mm-hmm. of the group and they... I can't remember how that was. I think no, he joined the group right after the match, right? Yeah, he joined it right after, yeah. So, uh... So I think... Yes. Yeah, and, and it actually got me. Like, that doesn't happen yeah. often in wrestling anymore. Where I was like... What? Yeah, I thought the show was going to end with him holding that FTW title and, like, challenging <laughs> Brian Cage for it. And... Yeah, that that was good stuff. I think this will be a really good match. I mean, everyone involved is really good. Yes. Just good stuff. I, I'm going to take... So Team Taz won the first time. Um, I'm not against them winning again by any means, but I it's tough because it is still Darby Allen who's the TNT champion and Cody yes, Rhodes. Exactly. It's, uh, this is a hard one. Um, that's what and she no, said. I'm sitting here going, ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna. 
I'm gonna oh man, because they also they also planted all of these other seeds where Taz choked out Cody and they're trying to rebuild the titles prestige and and all this stuff. This is a tough one. But i I'm gonna say Darby and, and Cody, mainly because I think Darby needs to be like they can't like they they had a great build with him winning the title. Um, he's looked great so far. The people he's lost to have only been like the tippy tippy top of uh, the the food chain in AEW, and now that he's the champion. I don't want to just see him losing a bunch of times. So yeah. I'm gonna go with Darby and Cody. But like this is a fifty fifty toss up, and this should just be a damn good match. Uh, Jesse, who do you have winning this one, and why? Well, I completely agree with you. In in one point, or. For one point, you have Darby Allen being the TNT champion. You want the, the TNT championship to have that prestige and that honor. And, you know, you have the former TNT champion, Cody Rhodes, tagging with him, which I think is super important. I think that Cody Rhodes is one of the top stars in AEW, and it's he's a great wrestler. And so you want to see them kind of elevated a bit, especially after Brody Lee just kind of killed him basically and then you know he comes back or whatever and then he loses the championship and madness and but then again you also have team Taz. you have team Taz who want to be seen as a force to be reckoned with they need wins to build them up they want the um the ftr group whatever not ftr jesus ftw right ftw ftw yeah yeah i don't know i said i'm thinking of another tag team ftr ftw you we want that to like not just be kind of like a prop, if that makes sense. Like you don't want that just to be a prop. It's kind of a prop right now. I mean, it's a hundred percent. The the company yeah. doesn't even recognize it as yeah. a real championship. And the, and I'll I'll just I'll this last thing I'll say about it is the the timing of them introducing the title was really dumb because yeah they handed it to him the week that he lost to like before he lost to Moxley. Now yeah. had they done it. The week after he lost to Moxley, it's still not great because, like, he had just lost to the world champion. But you could have at least been like, well, we're giving you this title because you were so badass. You didn't tap out. We had to throw in the towel. You never gave up. We recognize you as our champion. That's a totally different thing than handing the guy the title being like, he's the FTW champion. And then in the next match he has, he loses. Exactly. And that's another reason why they need the win. Kind of, because it's just like, it just looks weird. However, I mean, if you're looking at like manpower, like obviously Team Taz has the advantage. But then like you said, you had, you know, Taz choking out. I'm going to say it's going to go to a 20 minute time limit draw. That's no, that's too much of a cop out because we can say that about any of the any of this. I know. No, pick, still, you gotta pick. You gotta pick a winner. Okay. No, I honestly like that's a really good prediction. Like, oh yeah, it, this could <laughs> this match would totally make sense if it went to a time. But Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes both had a draw together, so. And I, I, that's okay. Well, that's your official prediction. But if if you had to pick a winner, but if pick? I had to pick, if I had to pick, I would say Team Taz just because they have more people. And no, hold like on. Hold on, Cody's got like 30 fucking people in the Nightmare family. That's true. That's true. But they're all kind of there. True. They're just kind of chill. You know, they're not, you know, I don't see them as like a force. I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, I don't know. Like, Taz choked him out. Like, Like, Arn Anderson Anderson can only do so much. But like, Brian Cage could come in and fuck you up. 
Like, yes. Yeah. Like, dude is jacked. Like, dude is huge. He's got meat on top of meat. So, like, I'm going <laughs> to take Team Taz just on sheer beef, beef ability. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Team Taz if it doesn't go to a draw. Okay. The draw is a good prediction. I I could totally see that happening. Um, but just for fun. <laughs> yeah. When I, I think that Team Taz probably needs the win more because I think Cody. Yeah. Cody's a made man either way in the company, and mm-hmm. but the the only concern I have is with Darby because like yeah. they did such a good job of getting him to this point. I don't want to see him out there just taking L's now either. So it's 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 yeah. a tough one. But I have faith in AEW. Yes. To get it right. I I, I echo that 100%. And the good thing is, and here's the thing with every match on this show, and this we say this about every big AEW show, it doesn't matter who wins. Well, it matters because of the stories, but it doesn't matter who wins as far as, like, everyone. Like, I'm okay with every result. Like, even if Frankie Kazarian beat Chris Jericho, like, I'm not going to stop watching AEW because of it. I'm not going to be yeah. mad because of it. Like, if it makes sense, it makes sense. Like, I don't... Like, if, if Team Taz beats Cody and Darby, even though I picked Cody and Darby, like, that's fine. Like, it, it, I'm going to be mad. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, if the match is good and the story makes sense, I don't really care who that's wins the thing. That's the thing. A lot of these matches for AEW, like, you can see both sides winning. Like, there's reasoning for both, yes. usually. And if not, it's a clear-cut victor. It's, you know what's going to happen. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. and peter davies i just want to throw this out there he he makes a good point in the chat it says they follow through on pretty much anything unless it really isn't working and i think that's a good spot to live in because that you're right about that there have been a lot of long-term stories that have played out really well because they took the time to do the stories and the matches and like everything built up but things that weren't working like the uh nightmare collective and, and or even like the dark order they completely shifted what the Dark Order was, because fans just mm-hmm. hated it. And they're good about that, too. I think they have a really good balance of, of knowing what the fans do and don't want. Well, for most people, I, I do think they've had some misses. I'll be honest. They yes. have, I, but for the most part, you know, I think it's been really, really damn good. Um, yeah. Moving on, you got the first prediction on this one. This will be a little Ooh. tougher with it being a battle royal. Yeah. But we got the Dynamite Diamond Ring on the line. Uh, last year, MJF defeated Adam Hangman Page to win this, to become the first winner of the uh, of the ring. And since then, it's become a big part of MJF's arsenal. He uses the ring to knock people out in his matches. It's become kind of like a finishing move for him almost to put that ring on and punch people. Um, I thought they'd done a good job with him holding it, but it also not being recognized as like this world championship, like kind of how that, kind of like the FTW title kind of. Um, but it has its use. Yes. And the ring can be, and the ring can be used as a weapon so well too, that it's like, you'd kind of forget that MJF even had won this ring if he wasn't using it so often. So I think it worked really well for him. Um, in this match, we have Hangman Page, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, Sammy Guevara, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, Matt Seidel, Scorpio Sky, Sean Spears, Orange Cassidy, Kip Sabian, Miro, Wardlow, and MJF all involved in this match. Jesse, who do you think walks away with this dynamite diamond ring? Well, here's another thing about AEW. Is I'm going through this list right now and I'm thinking, 
well, this person could use the ring and make it, you know, funny or good and make it interesting. This person could too. For instance, Adam Page, that would be really good leverage, you know, for him, you know, and his feud with the elite, basically, like, kind of give him kind of a prestige that he feels like he's lost. Could be really funny. He could sell it for booze or something like that. Like, shame them even more. Just there's, like, things going through my head. Alex Reynolds, John Silver, like, John Silver, Dark Order. Like, just think about it. Dark Order with this ring, with this power, would kind of be interesting. Sammy Guevara with the ring. That would be super-duper tension with MJF and the inner circle because MJF it doesn't really like Sammy. Sammy doesn't really like him would be really interesting. Matt Hardy, also very interesting, very interesting. Isaiah Cassie, Mark Queen, like, that could be interesting. Don't really seem, like, they don't need it. Like, they with just the, don't With them being it. a tag team, it wouldn't make yeah, a lot of sense. Yeah, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Um, Matt, so eh. Scorpio Sky, he doesn't need it. Sean Spears, super cocky, super... Uh, arrogant would help would help him Orange Cassidy could totally make it a goof would be hilarious uh, but I don't really see him needing it I don't think he's I just I don't want it eh, no Kip Sabian or Miro I think Miro would be a really interesting pick maybe it could give him this prestige since people want to poo poo on his run so far in AEW I'm one of them yeah um <laughs> So, I mean, that could be interesting. They haven't really done much. Could give him something. Wardlow would be an interesting power shift with MJF. Could start the uh, demise of their uh, kind of alliance. Would be super interesting. However, I think MJF keeps it. I think MJF wins somehow and keeps the ring. I just do. I, I know it's kind of boring, but... It would be a really good power heel move for him to just maintain the ring, sneak his way in the victory, hide in a corner somewhere. I don't know. It just it seems like or like maybe Wardlow is trying to help him eliminate someone and Wardlow accidentally eliminates MJF. That would be kind of funny. And then uh, Wardlow accidentally wins or something like I don't know. I'm going to say MJF keeps it. Yeah, I think the winner is going to be either be MJF or or Wardlow. I think it's going to be one of the two of them. And if I had to like make a guess on how, I mm-hmm. like what I think could happen. I think would be really interesting is <clears throat> some sort of scenario like that where MJF is kind of not really involved in a whole lot, and Wardlow's just like going on a tear, and. It comes down to Wardlow and MJF as the last two, and MJF makes him eliminate himself. Like, MJF's like, all right. Oh. Like, it's down to me and you. Go ahead and put yourself over the top rope. And he goes and eliminates himself, and that's what, and that's how MJF keeps it, was Wardlow having to, having to eliminate himself. Or another scenario where Wardlow just wins the match, and then that creates... Uh, an interesting dynamic with MJF going forward where MJF would like want him to give him the ring back and Wardlow could like be like well I won this and that kind of starts them uh, breaking up and stuff so because I do think Wardlow is going to be a really good babyface main event level guy yeah yeah shows a lot of promise um so 
I don't know how long it'll be till then or, or how exactly we get there, but I can see seeds being planted even more so uh, throughout this match. Agreed. And like I said, you know, what's interesting is, so you think MJF's going to win it? He's going to make Wardlow sacrifice himself? Um, I'm going to take MJF to, to keep it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the same prediction. But I, but it's one of those things, like, out of the 20 or so people that will be involved in this, I really think it'll either be MJF or Wardlow. I, I, think, yeah. I, think that, I think that this story with Wardlow, sorry, with MJF and this ring has is not over yet. I'll just put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I completely agree. And and like you said, like the beauty, or like I was saying before, the beauty of AEW is like even if someone else won it, I'm still interested. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So we'll uh, we'll see. I know we got another super chat. I haven't seen the graphic yeah. pop up. On I know. This. Oh, there it is. Go. There it is. Yay! Um, if you want to read, you, Peter. If you want to read this one, Jesse, go for it. Yes. Oh, this is an interesting one, Peter. Thank you so much for the super chat. It means a lot to us. Thank you so much. It says, "Think Page might win with help from Dark Order." Ooh, to continue that feud, eventually leading to Paige versus Brody at Revolution. That's spicy. That's really good. I like the idea there. The problem is most of that story is through being the elite. And a lot of people that watch Dynamite don't watch being the elite. And that's one of the problems that I have with BT. Like, because I like the show and I review it every weekend for the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. So I watch it every single week. I think it's a good show. Like 90% of the time, it's a really good show. But yeah, but I'm also I have to be honest about like, you know, if Dynamite's pulling seven hundred thousand viewers, and you can see like the proof and the difference where you watch Being the Elite and it has like a hundred or two hundred thousand viewers, most of the audience for AEW probably isn't watching Being the Elite, and that's where a lot of these stories are like being built in in, in starting. And most of the Hangman and Dark Order stuff, I feel like, has been on being the elite. They've done some stuff on Dynamite a little bit, but most of it has been through being the elite. So I don't know if they, if they, if that's a good idea or not. I, but what I will say is this: Hangman Page, and thank you, Peter, for the super chat. This goes yeah. along with the uh, with what you're saying. I I think that we're, Hangman Page needs to hit just the lowest lows right now. Like you lost to Kenny. Guy hit rough bottom. Yeah, his alcohol consumption has to increase. Like he has to become just like a annoying drunk with no friends. And if part of that leads him to become becoming a part a, a part of the dark order for you know a little while, I'm totally fine with that. Like if if dark if he becomes just this dark order loser that like wears this mask to the ring and like just because I want to see him hit like you said Jesse, I want to see him hit just complete rock bottom. Because you know the redemption story eventually is going to be him beating Kenny Omega for that title. It might be a year from now. I don't know when it happens. But he needs to hit that rock bottom and then start the redemption story. Um, so I'm okay with him helping the Dark Order, being a part of the Dark Order, if that's where the story heads. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. Interesting Gotta stuff. Got hit rock yeah. bottom. Got to. Yes, you do. Rock bottom. Good finishing move. Very basic, but... Very That's, basic, but fun. It's the job done. Iconic. It's iconic. Yes. AF. Iconic AF. Yes. Speaking of iconic, we got the AEW World Championship on the line of the main event. John Moxley, the champion for, I think, over a year now. He's had it for quite a while. Um, yeah. Taking on Kenny Omega. This match, I feel... 
I feel like they might be rushing this a little bit, but I, but they the story is there though. That's the good thing. Like you have the backstory of like their previous match and a and John Moxley's mm-hmm. run and Kenny Omega winning the tournament. Um, I assumed that they were going to do this match like a month or two from now, like their next big pay per view. But also, you know, Renee is pregnant, and people know that, and maybe Moxley wants to be there right now, and they. They, I think that this is, regardless, I think this is where it was all heading either way. Like, I think yeah. Kenny Omega beating John Moxley was what was going to happen no matter what. Um, I just think it's being given to us a little earlier than they prob- they might have planned. I could be wrong about that, too. This might have been the exact plan all along. And the fact that it's going to be on uh, free television, way more people are going to see this than if it was on pay-per-view, which is cool, too. Yeah. Um, similar to my Lex Luger story from earlier, part of why that's such a big moment in my life as a wrestling fan, it was free on Nitro, so I could watch it. If it was on, oh, if it was on pay-per-view, yeah, if it was on pay-per-view, I couldn't have watched it. My parents weren't going to buy me that's that. That's a that pay-per-view. really, really, like, profound statement, actually. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. It was a very good point. Thank you. Um, but, uh... But yeah, I think this is it. This is the time. Uh, Kenny Omega, new champion. I, I just all the stars have aligned. He's back in the spot that I think he needs to be in. Uh, his character is interesting again. He isn't being overly comical and goofy, and it's and the you you uh, put a tweet up that was great with the uh, with like the gif of Moxley, oh. the silhouette yes. of of Moxley <laughs> behind, uh, and we still don't know who attacked. Moxley, so that's a story also in itself. So I uh I think this is gonna be an awesome match and I think this is this is it. I think Kenny Omega becomes the cha- sorry, the champion. What do you think, Jesse? I completely agree. I think it is interesting the timing. I think that that is really interesting. He was Renee being pregnant. Um I don't know how far along she is. I don't know if they like rush things because of it. That could be it. I mean, obviously it's pure speculation. Maybe this, like you said, this has been the plan the whole time. And like you said, it's really important to realize that, you know, some of these big matches that change people's lives happen because they're free on television. Not everyone's going to, unless you're like a wrestling fan, you're not dishing out the money, especially $50 for an AEW pay-per-view. You're just not. So I think having it free on TV is really cool that, that amazing epic moment of Kenny Omega being in the tunnel and the silhouette of John Moxley behind him. I knew immediately it was John Moxley just because he, John Moxley kind of walks like this. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, it's John Moxley. And then he did the neck thing. I was like, it's definitely John Moxley. That was amazing. The broom girls were freaked out. It was hilarious. Yeah. Loved it. That was so funny. Um, I think this will be an absolutely fun match. And I think that this goes along with Kenny Omega's kind of, his, his his promo that he cut on John Moxley, how John Moxley just can't have like a regular match. It's always got to be fancy. It's always got to be, you know, a death match or it's got to be a street fight or it's got to be a whatever. He, he can't win or there's got to be a stipulation. Lights like, out was, match. Yeah, you know, and it's like you can't just win. But then again, he did win it all out, except there was kind of a stip where you couldn't use the paradigm shift so you get creative. He's had some straight up just title yeah. defenses, but but I but. I get what I get the the story here where Omega is trying to force Moxley into a straight up wrestling match. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and his dad could beat the shit out of his dad, which was hilarious, by the way. That was so funny. What I if agree. their dads get involved? That would be so funny. It, well, I mean, I don't necessarily want to see that. I, I don't really either, just for AW's sake. But that would be so dad fight. 
Oh my yeah. god. It just seems like, way it just seems way too WWE for me. I feel like like the like the Miz's dad and all that, dad. like that was oh my god. that was enough. Um Oh man, that'd be so funny. <laughs> dad fight. Bless that dude's dad. The Miz's dad. <laughs> Dude, everyone says my dad looks like the Miz's dad. Well, it's not even the looks I'm laughing at. It's the, it's the, which is funny. I'd like to see your dad because I would like to see this now. But, but the uh, yeah, he's like, from Ohio too. It's so funny when you listen to his dad talk because like, I don't know if it's like a gimmick or what, but his dad seems to like does not really think that what like that is that cool. Like that, like that. Like, I know, know. His dad just does not care. Which is such. That is such like an Ohio dad, like. Oh, like I swear to God, it's just so funny. Just like I swear, there's an Ohio. I'm trying to look for a picture of my dad to send you. Okay, awesome. Um, but yeah, I swear to God, Ohio dads are like whatever. If it's not football, I don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's. But anyways, I do pick Kenny Omega to win. I do think, even though I know a lot of people are saying, especially like in the chat. Uh, by the way, chat's been awesome today. Hey, yeah. Dylan, what's up? Dylan. Um, yeah, Dylan. I, even though he's not going to be at, what is it, Wrestle Kingdom? That's in January. Oh, I can't wait for that. He's not going to be there. That's fine. Um, I still think it's, I still think it's Kenny Omega's time. He says, hey, guys. Thank you, Dylan, for the super chat. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Oh, where'd it go? It's spirit. Um, hey, guys, Omega's winning the title. That's it. LOL. Yeah, totally. It's his time. I think where Moxley goes, well, but... Maybe he's just gonna go be a be a dad or be a baby daddy for a while. Not yeah. so sure. I, I that's I I think that what we're gonna get is Kenny winning and then either Moxley getting completely beat down by whoever attacked him or like some like that's that'll be his next feud. Whoever attacked him will be what he does next. Now here's the other thing too. Moxley could retain. Like he I could see yeah, him I still. Could. I, yeah, I don't think it's like a complete foregone conclusion that Kenny Omega is for sure going to win this. I think I think it's, I think it's the most likely scenario. But I mean, that's another great thing right here. Like John Moxley's been a fucking great AEW champion. So yes, he has. Yeah, if he won this, it's not like like who's going to be mad? I mean, there might be some like Kenny Omega stands that are like a little butt hurt that he doesn't win. But outside of that, it's like. It's like, come on! Like, who's gonna actually be mad with Kenny with John Moxley winning yeah. the belt? Like, it's a total win-win scenario. Like, yeah, it really is. It really is. And like, the thing I like about John Moxley's championship reign, if it is coming to an end, is that he's been like a no BS champion. Like, he's been just like what you want a champion to be. It's not like, ooh, I'm gonna sneak a win. Ooh, I'm gonna like not defend it. He's been like, yeah, all right, I'll defend it. Okay, cool, whatever, let's do it. He's defended it. He's been tough. He's been what you want a champion to be. And it's it's a big shoes to fill. And I think Kenny Omega's the guy to do it. And it's it's Kenny Omega's time. I mean, he's Kenny freaking Omega. It's time. Yeah. People can't forget that a big reason this company started in the first place was Kenny Only Omega. Reason. Only reason I got into it was Kenny Omega because that's where he went. So that's, I mean, that's huge right there. And you're not alone. Yeah. There's a lot of people that, you yeah. know, we're watching Omega in New Japan or even like Ring of Honor years ago and then watched like his whole rise and into the Bullet Club and, and all that stuff and the buzz that he created on the indies. That's, it's really, uh, 
it's really spectacular what they've been able to do in this last year. It's amazing that they were able to even start this company and and a big portion of it. I mean, because that's another thing, just word of mouth, I think. I think there's a lot of people, and this isn't me talking down on the people who didn't watch it. It's whatever. But, like, I think there's a lot of people that tuned into AEW because they found out Kenny Omega was on it, and they'd never even seen him wrestle for New Japan. they just heard that his matches with Okada were just legendary. Yes. And mm-hmm. when you are when you can get people to tune in just based off of reputation like that, that's, and that's the, and that's the thing where, why I think that Kenny needs this win this weekend the more than Moxley does, because, or sorry, uh, tomorrow more than Moxley does, because the, over the last year, They've Kenny's kind of been. I mean, the the tag team with with Heyman was was fantastic, but yeah, so but fun. but he wasn't looked at as like the the main the main guy, like the world champion, the 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 reason people started watching AEW, and so like he was he was just really really good. Obviously, very relevant in the company, but not like not the guy that we knew from New Japan yet. And now he's kind of coming into that a little bit. And I feel like there's a point to that. Yes. And they're going to need it. Like, if Moxley actually is going to take some time off, they need guys like Omega to, I don't want to say step up, because Omega's always been there. Like, when you, like at the end of the day, he's his talent has never disappeared or waned. It's just the booking and the stories and everything that's gotten to this point. But this is, I, I say step up in the fact that, like, it's going to be all about you now. Like if you're the champion, mm-hmm. it's it's like you're you're the focus of the show, and I think Kenny is more than capable of carrying the company. I I oh yeah, I'll, I I and I'm somebody who's very critical of Kenny as a character. Mm-hmm. Like I think his, I think he up until recently he was way too goofy and silly, mm-hmm. way way too much of the the finger bangs and the the the, the <laughs> you know the. Fi- Finger, finger bang, 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 bang into bang, my bang. life, girl. You like to finger <laughs> bang, and it's bang, all right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> finger bang, bang, bang. Oh man. Oh man. That's for all that's the old. Back. That's for all the old school South Park yes. ones right there. Yes, that's the ooh. That's a deep cut, man. That's the best, though. They actually referenced that song in uh, Talking Shop of Mania, too, in the main event. They um, did it. Yeah, Gallows is in the sex swing. He's got, like, his, his like, legs oh are up in, like, the sex swing. And um, <laughs> and uh, it's Chad too bad. Uh, Carl Anderson is like, is like, I'm about to finger bang you. And he's like, <laughs> like, and like He's like, no, don't finger bang bang me in your life. And he's like, yeah, you know, I was like, oh, that's a total, total finger bang reference. Um, shout out to Talk, Talk Shop Mania too. I, WWE fans are going <laughs> to hate that I say this, but I was more entertained by Talk Shop Mania 2 than anything I've watched on Raw all year. Like, I, want, I need to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I need to watch it. Talk Shop Mania is obviously a complete joke of a show, but like... Oh, but it, at least it knew, it's very self-aware. It's self-aware humor. Yeah, they're literally That's like... That's makes it great. Throughout the matches... They're like, don't like, watch it. 
yeah. Well, I'm like, like straight up, don't watch it. Well, like Randy Orton's brother Nathan Orton is in it and stuff, which is so funny. <laughs> they, they, they 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 remake Evolution with Nathan Orton and uh, and Mark Jindrak is dressed up like Triple H, which is oh my god hilarious because Triple H is the one who made sure he wasn't a part of Evolution back in the day. So like he's he's mocking the dude who like oh, ruined his career. Man. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh my god, it's I so need to good. Watch this. This is like art. That's like a masterpiece. Yeah, it was it was really well done. I mean, it was something like, as far as straight entertainment value, I was I was thoroughly entertained more than anything I've watched on Raw all year. Yeah, as crazy as that is, um, but uh, but yeah, um, I'm sorry, but Kenny Omega with the finger bangs and the facial expressions, he's just a little too over the top for me sometimes. But if he can kind of calibrate that, and he he has been lately with and and what he and I'm glad you brought it up because I had forgotten. Him bringing up, like, my dad would beat the shit out of your dad, I, that was, like, that was so nice. Like, that was, like, oh, you're, like, you're, like, this is a different Kenny Omega than the Kenny Omega nice. that we were watching just a few months ago. It's so funny. They used the word shit twice in that show. Mm. Yeah. I remember when South Park did that for, like, the first time on Yes, Network they said TV. shit, like, 5,000 times. <laughs> yeah. I did the shit counter on the bottom. Yeah. Right. Yes. Classic. Um, well, that's going to do it for, uh, for AW winter is coming, uh, quickly, we're going to just go through some picks for NXT takeover because that is this weekend. And I don't want to totally exclude NXT. There's a lot of awesome talent there. This is going to be a great show and I'll definitely be watching live. Mm -hmm. Um, before I get into this, just another quick reminder, super chats and donations. The donation link is in the description, super chats, uh, through YouTube, anything y'all send doesn't matter the amount when we're going through these predictions, or if there's anything non-NXT you want us to talk about, anything that has to do with football, mixed martial arts, pro wrestling, anything like that, feel free um, as we go through these predictions to, uh, if you want your voice heard, questions answered, all that stuff, super chats, we guarantee that we uh, we will do that for you. So this show starts off with Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes in a strap match. I'll just throw this right off the bat, like, I, I'm not going to say I don't want to see a strap match, but it's also, like, we have two War Games matches. Like, yeah, you it's really, War Games, bro. Yeah, do you really need a gimmick match? Like, War Games should be right. should be much more brutal than whatever the strap match winds up being. Um, I'll say this. I think Cameron Grimes is really, 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 really good. Um, he is somebody he that... Hat. Yeah, well, that's the but that's the point. Like, that's exactly what he's going for. Mm -hmm. Um, the hat is shout out to Mr. Warren Hayes. He's another, like, he hates the hat there. There's the hat is it's there to draw heat. Like it's there for you to be like, Oh, that hat's stupid. Like it, it totally works. And I, I'll always liked his work as Trevor Lee. Um, especially his run in impact wrestling. I I'm a very big fan of him and I am terrified if he ever winds up on our SmackDown. It, I, they are not Oh, gonna, my God, dude. They're, they're, oh. Yeah. So I'm going to try to enjoy Cameron Grimes for what he is. Um, I think this match will be pretty entertaining. I've never been huge on Dexter Loomis, to be honest. Um, even back when he was doing the stuff with S. Samuel Shaw. Never really liked it at Impact Wrestling, but he did do pretty good work in the National Wrestling Alliance before he signed with NXT. So I will give him that credit. Um, I, I mean... I'm just going to have a biased choice here. I just, I like Cameron Grimes more as a fan. I'd like to see him get the win. So I'm going to take Cameron Grimes. Do you have any, uh, any prediction for this? Like Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. I'm going to pick Dexter Loomis because he looks like a serial killer. Valid reasoning. 
He he indeed yeah. does. And and that kind he's of he's gonna rip up the hat. Ooh, that's a bold prediction. That's a bold prediction. I like he's it. He's gonna strap the hat to the strap and rip it apart. I like I like where there's your head's got if you there's gotta be a purpose to the strap. I agree. I Seth, man, I didn't even think about that, but that'd be fucking crazy if you ripped that hat apart. I that would be get, funny as heck. Yeah. That that would be a really good uh that's really a smart idea. Um <laughs> big brain, five thousand IQ moves right there. Right. Um moving on, we got Dexter sorry, not Dexter, we got Leon Ruff. Uh, defending the NXT North American Championship that so many people are surprised he even won to begin with, taking on Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest in a triple threat match. Who do you think wins this one, Jesse? you think Leon Ruff retains in his kind of uh, storybook, kind of Cinderella, if you will, type uh, reign continues, or do you think the title goes back to Gargano or Priest? I would like to see Leon Ruff retain it just because it seemed like such a fluke or whatever, any trips and shit or whatever. I would like to see him retain. I don't really like the North American championship being on like on this like hot potato kind of like jump between the three guy or the two, basically Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. We've always talked about Johnny Gargano. He just is falling flat. You know, I just, it would be interesting. Oh my God. Scared my daughter slammed down the toilet lid. I was like, what the? Um, I just, it'd be nice to see. I mean, they can get creative with it. I'd like to see Leon Ruff win. That's you and your dad. You t- I just saw my text message. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to show this on stream or? Yeah, you can. I don't care. Um. Yeah, he does kind of look like the Mrs. Dad. You were right about that. They're from like Ohio. Like Ohio people. All of us. I swear to God, I'm related to the Miz somehow. Like I have to be. Like we kind of look like there's like there's like similarities within our DNA somewhere. Like, I swear to God, it's weird. I still remember seeing him on The Real World for the first time. Yeah. Season 10, back to New York. That was back when I was heavy into MTV, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I showed the hat on the last show. I still got an old Miz hat from back when he was training at UPW. Shout out to UPW, the school that also trained John Cena and Samoa Joe. A lot of people don't know that. Um... Uh, in this match, I would say Leon Ruff, I think because it's a triple threat match, he'll retain, uh, meaning mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, I think maybe Damian Priest just, you know, nails Gargano with his finisher, that uh, kind of crossroads-looking movie does, and maybe, I don't know, I feel like something happens where, like, Johnny Gargano winds up being, like, knocked out in the middle of the ring, and Leon Ruff takes advantage of the situation and gets the pin. I I don't... I'll just go with that. Um, the shock value of him winning the title created a little bit of buzz. Like, I'll sure I'll give them that. But I'm with you. I think that uh, NXT has done such a great job protecting all of their belts, historically speaking. Like, back to when it really... I, I'd go back to when, like, Bo Dallas was the champion, when, like, they started on the network, and then Neville won the title from Bo Dallas. And ever since then, it was, like, a really... Like the NXT Championship, you know, there's been some injuries and stuff that have had they've had to change courses, but for the most part, they've done a great job protecting the NXT title, um, the North American title even more so because there's been even less champions of that. It's it's not the title's been around as long, but in like the the tag team title, they've done a great job of making those important. That's why I think AEW is so good because I, like their titles all 
the FTW title is unrecognized and, and doesn't really mean anything. The mm-hmm. ring doesn't really mean anything as far as the title, but their actual championship belts, the BTE title doesn't mean anything, that, but that's supposed to be a joke title. Their true championship belts mean so much, which makes me care so much more about who's wrestling for the titles and who wins those matches and stuff. Whereas if I look at like Raw, for instance, I don't care who the WWE champion is because mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal has held that belt. I don't fucking care. Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? It isn't just Jinder Mahal, but the you, know, you get the point. It's like it's way more yeah. it's way more of a prop now than in all the Brock Lesnar reigns where he just had the belt and disappeared, but was still perceived to be so much larger than the show and all. It was, anyways. The NXT titles have done a great job of me caring. The WWE championships, I don't care. You know, aside from Roman Reigns is just the fucking man. So like him holding the Universal title, like. I saw a picture that someone had photoshopped of him holding the the old big gold belt, the old WCW. I saw that. That was good. Oh, my God. Bring that belt back. He looks so damn good right? with that fucking thing. Oh, man. Oh so much better than that stupid... That's another thing, too. These stupid red and blue title belts and shit. Like, it's just like... It's Twizzlers. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Twizzlers pulling peels. Um, oh, my God. I, yeah. Those are, so good. Those are the superior <laughs> Twizzler, by the way. I actually prefer the the more licorice kind, but my brother prefers the pollen peels. I mean, I like we had this debate like a month ago. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. Um, but, uh, but I like them both. But um, they, but the point being, NXT has, has done such a better job, in my opinion, of of keeping this prestige level there of their championships. Yeah, my daughter screaming for me. So you just go ahead and give predictions. Yeah, I got you. Um, and I'll keep an eye on the chat here. Um, let me know what y'all's predictions are, too. I'm going to try to uh, keep up with this here. Let's see what we got. Um, Daniel Price says, Wrestling went from suspension of disbelief, simulated combat to backdrops with glorified movie studios and overexposure with reality shows. Ask not. Yeah, no, yeah, I think there's been a lot of that, especially with like the cinematic matches. I know there's a big audience for those cinematic matches. I get it. And I think... A lot of them have been really well done. Some of them have fallen flat, but, um, but yeah, in general, I think the WWE product, especially, uh, looks it's it's definitely more of like a sports entertainment type thing than what I think of. Like when I watch indie wrestling, I feel like I'm watching wrestling. When I watch the WWE, I feel like I'm watching a soap opera that also has wrestling. Um, all right, Jess, that was quick. So I didn't I didn't even get yeah, to the next she, match. She yet. just said she said we were taking too long. That's what she wanted to let me know. Only two more matches left, so this won't take too long. That's what I told her. <laughs> um, we got the two War Games matches. This one is on me, right? Yeah, I did the first match. So, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roger Strong, and Bobby Fish taking on Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan. This match is going to rule. Dude, um, I'm so <laughs> Love the Undisputed Era. Um, I love that Kyle O'Reilly has been so heavily featured, like, as, Mm -hmm. like, kind of like the leader right now of the group. And I think that it's probably not too far off from Adam Cole not being okay with that. I do think that we get an Adam Cole-Kyle O'Reilly feud sometime in the near future. Um, But for the time being, I love what they're doing with all this. I think Pat McAfee is just, he's the man, like, the fact that this guy does his podcast during the day, then goes and, and does this thing with NXT, and he really and he does college it. football too. Does college football, uh, the the yeah. the game day stuff, and yeah. uh, yeah. and uh, fucking just 
Yeah. His match with Adam Cole was so much better than anyone could have ever expected. And I expect more of the same. The expectations are high, but I think everyone's going to kill it. All, all eight of these people are just super talented, and it's just a damn good match. I think Undisputed Era gets the win unless... Mm -hmm there's more people added to this McAfee stable. Like, if, like, Ridge Holland's able to come back or oh, something yeah. like that. Um, I would, I'm going to say... But I could also see Adam Cole, like, turning on the Undisputed Era or something. Like, Ooh, I, that would be spicy. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of options here. I think the match is going to be really, really, really good. But mm -hmm. I will take the Undisputed Era. And maybe it's even, like... Maybe O'Reilly's the, the kind of, like... Maybe O'Reilly's the one who gets the win. And that also kind of winds up setting Adam Cole off where he's like, O'Reilly's getting too much of the spotlight. Like, I need to do something about this. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with Undisputed Era. What about you, Jesse? I'm going to go with Team Pat McAfee just for fun. I just, I really like him. What? There's not be my team. What? I know. Why? But I just, I like him. I think it's fun. Why do you not want to be on my team? I do want to be on your team. We're talking about different teams. <laughs> Oh, and you're really uh, one please, of the oh, yeah. team. Oh, go. oh yeah, yeah we thank gotta, you, Ahmed. Yeah, I'll go I'll ahead and read it. I'll go ahead and read this out. So, Ahmed, thank you very much. I believe that's Cameron Grimes in your... Mom, I could be wrong me. about that. It looks kind of like Cameron Grimes with my sunglasses me. on. Um, Ahmed with the Super Chat says, Here to support and leave one comment. Winter is coming. Love you both so much. Sorry I couldn't catch the stream from the beginning, but I will watch it tomorrow. All love and respect from here towards you. Thank you, Ahmed. Your your support means a lot to us. We always see you in here, and it, it's no big deal that you, yeah, I know you coming in late. No big deal at all. We appreciate it. If you want to watch the replay, we appreciate that too. And and thank you so much for the for the super chat. We really really do appreciate that a lot. Okay. I didn't know if you had. A, I, I didn't know if you had something to say. Oh, um, sorry. I was telling Scarlett. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, My bad. Last match here, and we'll, we'll get on out of here after talking about the sponsors. We have the women's version of the War Games match. So Team Shotzi, that which uh, consists of Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and TBA. So to be announced, mystery uh, partner taking on Team, Team Candice, which will have Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. Last year, if y'all remember... Rhea Ripley basically won the whole thing like on her own, which was pretty crazy, um, which was really cool, and it really helped her build up uh, heading into WrestleMania last year. Um, I know she lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania. A lot of people were upset about that, but um, I think the rebuild is, is on right now, and uh, I think this should be a really good match. Jesse, do you have any predictions on who the mystery partner will be and who do you think will win what the match? What is he? What is that oh, going to do? Oh, my goodness, the cast up here, too. I don't um, know who the to be announced will be. I'm not sure. Who do you think's going to win? Do you think Team Shotzi or Team Candace? Team Shotzi. Team Shotzi? We're I gonna, mean Team Candace. You mm. think Team Team Canvas? Canvas. Team Canvas is going to win. Go with Team <laughs> Candace. I uh, I think that they're both they're both good teams. A lot of talent in this match. <laughs> I think that Raquel Gonzalez is, uh, she's, I think that she's really good. Like, I think there's a lot they can do with her. And <laughs> I really don't know who the, who the mystery opponent or the mystery partner is going to be, but I'll probably take, I don't know. Like, I think I could see Gonzalez getting the win here because I could see them doing more with her. 
But that's yeah, that's true. They could. Yeah. Ooh, Daniel Dana Price says Tegan Knox. That's that's actually a really good. If she's Ooh, if she's able to wrestle, I don't know if she's yeah if she's ready to come back. I could definitely see Tegan Knox, and especially with it being a mystery partner and of and I kind of favor Rhea Ripley. What about Tony Storm? She's in the match on Team Candice. Oh, she is. Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll. Uh, Sorry, I just read her name and I was like, "Wait, what about her?" <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Team Shotzi. <laughs> I like all styles, by the way. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm taking Team Shotzi, and uh, but if Team Candice wins, I think it'd be smart to have Raquel Gonzalez get the win there. Just my personal opinion, but Team Shotzi, they're gonna have a mystery partner. They got Rhea Ripley on their what team. What is Scarlet? What? Oh, Scarlett Bordeaux? Yeah. What's Scarlett? Um, that'd be interesting. What's I don't know. Scarlet? Has she been wrestling at all? Lately? No, but I know she does wrestle. She can. Wrestling? Yeah. Yes. I don't think I don't think she's been featured. I mean, I that'd be interesting. Um Oh, Scarlett Bordeaux, you've been officially invited to Scarlett's birthday. There you go. Double Scarlet. Io Shirai, someone has a, a, a Nathan Nathan Tong says Io Shirai. Maybe, yeah, because she's not even on the show. Oh, yeah, what? And she's still the women's champion, not even on this thing. So maybe maybe her. I think that's a good good prediction. Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte Flair, maybe. Charlotte. We saw Kevin Owens come back last year. Yeah, last week, and they won. They won by 2,000 viewers. Um, oh, wait, no, last week. No, talk about it. Oh, yeah. No, I meant um, when he came back and wrestled. He, he uh, I think he helped Undisputed Era, if I remember correctly. Can't remember exactly how, how that all went down, but Kevin Owens, I think, was That's in War right. Games last year. He was. He was. What's my first name? Um. All right. Oh, well. My one day. We're uh, about that time where I, I'll go through this because I know Jesse's busy at the moment. Um, if y'all want to give this video, I what her nickname is. I'm okay. Like, well, is I'm gonna go through the sponsors here in a second. Before, um, while we're doing that. If there's anybody who has any last-minute donations or super chats, any questions you want answered, any predictions you want read, anything at all, after I go through our sponsors, I will make sure to me and Jesse will both make sure to address those super chats and donations, and make sure to give this video a like and make sure to subscribe to the channel and all that stuff. It helps the al like, algorithm. Like, like you buy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, all that stuff helps the algorithm. If you do that, it helps people find the podcast easier and, uh, and all that good stuff. So I'm just getting the sponsors pulled up right now. Music, city toys and collectibles. I'm trying to get this up on my screen so that people. Yes, please do. And thank you so much to the people that have given us super chats today. Like it really means a lot to us. And thank you so much to the chat. Some good debate in there. Some healthy debate. No, no name. And don't forget to Subscribe YouTube, okay? Yeah. Subscribe. Bye, you. Let him go. Not yeah, we're not letting him go. and give the video a thumbs up because we like to have like minded people in chat. And also, um, the comments are turned off whenever we upload these for some reason. So I have to go in and like manually turn back on the comments. So if you want to comment on it later. So if you ever want to like comment on the video and you can't, just give it a minute. I'm bored. I know you're bored, honey. But um, so yeah, I'm working on that. Sweet. Um, thanks to the sponsors, starting with Music City Toys and Collectibles. They have just 
incredible stuff. Magazines, DVDs, autographs, um, action figures, everything. They're nice people. They'll give you fair business. They're doing mystery boxes right now, and I know the theme is the 1990s. Let's get this pulled up here. So, best of the 90s mystery boxes. Each box is only 30 bucks, and you're guaranteed to get a whole bunch of cool stuff from the Attitude Era, Monday Night Wars, ECW, all that kind of stuff. So, check it out. Um, they got a lot of really good stuff going on over there. They do live sales on their YouTube channel. They do stuff where they post items, and you can claim them in the comments. And... I can't stress it enough. Nice people, fair business. Check them out. Follow them on all social media at Music City Toys and Collectibles. Shout out to WrestleRumble.com, the place to be for all wrestling contests for pro wrestling. You can win a lot of money and prizes. Right now, they are doing a 20 mini belts giveaway. The entries are only $1. So for one buck, you can literally win 20 mini belts. And these mini belts are badass. They're like I think they're like a foot long and they look just like the real title belts and they use really nice materials on them. Yeah, really cool. Really displayable. If you have like a little office or or any kind of wrestling display, really cool. So yeah, for only $1, you can jump in on that. They're going to be reading the winners. They're sorry, the winner for that. One person's going to get all 20 of the belts. That's going to be read off on Solar Monsters YouTube live stream right after the um, War Games pay-per-view or uh, special event, whatever you call it. So, yeah, do that. Throw a dollar in there. See if you can win 20 mystery belts or 20 mini belts. Really, really cool stuff. And last but not least, we have my brother, Brian Jensen. Make sure to shoot him a follow on Instagram at BoxingATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Oh, and also, sorry, for WrestleRumble.com, make sure to follow them on all social media at WrestleRumble. Um, my brother is at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He is a part owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, and he works with multiple Parkinson's foundations. He can help you reach your goals. If you're looking to lose weight, get in better shape, learn some self-defense, if you want to be an amateur or pro-level boxer, if you do mixed martial arts, if you have Parkinson's, if you have any kind of neurological issue whatsoever, if you just want to do stretches in the morning and just just feel better just in general, just have less pain and feel better physically, Brian can help you with all that stuff. He can meet you in person in the Atlanta, Georgia area. He can come to his gym. He can meet you in a park. He can meet you at your business. He can meet you at your home. What Literally, whatever is the most convenient for you, he can do to help you do what you're looking to do. If you're anywhere else in the world, he'll help you on Skype, Zoom calls, that kind of stuff. He does videos. Like, there's been stuff where, like, he's recorded videos that I use myself where, like, when I wake up, I do some stretches. I have put them up on my screen, and it's pre, pre-recorded, and I do my stretches, and just makes you feel a little bit better during the day. So, wide range of things he can help you with. Good dude. Boxing ATL. That's the best way to get in touch with him. Just hit him up on Instagram. Just shoot him a message. That's where he gets most of his business from, as crazy as it is. People hitting him up on Instagram and him working stuff out with people. So just like with all of our um, all of our sponsors, if you tell them that me and Jesse sent you their way, I promise you, you get some really, really good deals. So hit up Brian Jensen, check out WrestleRumble.com, and buy your wrestling memorabilia from Music City Toys and Collectibles. You can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. 
Should have a video coming out really soon for all things MMA uh, that I've edited and then another one coming out not too far after that I wrote. So a lot of that kind of stuff. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast feed right here, Fight Talk Podcast. I upload all of me and Jesse's stuff there. I upload all of my MMA shows I do every Monday with my buddy Moe's. I upload, um, I've got an interview coming up with Kyle Peterson, who is known as the Larry Bird of wrestling figure collecting. He There's there's Brian Myers and Matt Cardona and Kyle Peterson, all right there as the top wrestling collectors, in my opinion. Jimmy Van's up there as well from Fightful. He's got a sick collection. But these are my top guys as a collector myself. I'll be having Kyle Peterson on my show this Friday if you want to listen to us talk about action figures. We're going to mainly probably talk the AEW Jazzware figures. And um, I have other wrestling interviews, MMA interviews, and all that stuff right here on the Fight Talk podcast feed. If you can subscribe or follow whatever platform you're listening on and in five-star reviews help out the same way as YouTube with the thumbs up, the reviews and the comments help people find the podcast and just help out a little bit here and there. So uh, if you'd like to do that, please do. And as always, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, I record that every Sunday talking Ring of Honor, Independent Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, 205 Live, NXT UK, UWN, Being the Elite, a whole bunch of stuff. And that's at Fightful.com as a part of their Patreon service, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. But everything I do, I try to keep updated on my Twitter at FightTalk underscore. Jesse, what do you got going on? Um, so, sorry, we're, we're eating, um, we're eating cake, imaginary cake, pretend cake. Mm. Um, so, obviously, the best place to find me other than on this beautiful YouTube channel, which you should subscribe to, Charlotte is um on twitter and if you want to see more of me if you want to actually like talk with me like in the dms and stuff um the best place to do that is on onlyfans onlyfans.com slash jesse the buckeye it's the best way to support and scarlet the buckeye scarlet the buckeye that's right oh yeah but um jesse all the me and all of my okay all right onlyfans.com slash jesse the buckeye no only it's the best Scar- way no only scarlet you are Scarlet Buckeye. That's right. It's the best way to support me and my family and to help us out. And Other my than... daughter. Yeah, and you. And, and Macy. And Macy. And baby sister. And your baby sister. That's right. So it does help me out and helps us out. And so it's subscribing and to And it YouTube. helps me out and Macy out and me. Yes. And subscribing to the YouTube channel really does help. Um, we are getting there. We're over 11,000 now. Um, we're going to be doing a giveaway soon, so please tune in for that. Keep tuning in. We're going to get, we're, we're hashing out the final details here, getting everything. Are you Wendy? Almost. And so, yeah, uh, so please, if you do like this video that like, helps us out, share it with your friends. If you want to subscribe to my OnlyFans, please do. Or if you want to share it with your family, or you can share it with my videos and everybody else when we finish it. And... Your videos begin to. Are in Europe. All right. Well, that's uh, that'll do it. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll probably be back. I don't know if we are free later this week or if we're gonna shoot for Tuesday. We usually shoot for Tuesdays. Um, we might do like a Thursday or something, depending on. What goes down on the show on Wednesday? Thursday. I'll talk to you about it. Okay. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah, definitely subscribe and make sure you're following both of us on social media and you're subscribed, like Charlotte's saying, to the YouTube channel because then you'll know when we're going live. Uh, sometimes we do random days and times, but we'll try to keep you updated as fast as we can on Twitter and if you're subscribed, you get that notification.